Good morning. Welcome to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And today we're going to be talking about a subject that from time to time we like to visit here at America's Web Radio and on the Business Hour simply because it's so important to so many, even those who feel like they've got a good handle on their financial future, often learn that there's something new or that they need to be reminded about something they should do now or to plan for in today's ever-changing market. And so I'm pleased to have as my guest today, Michael McCool with the financial management firm CPC Advisors. Welcome to the business show, Michael. Great and to thank, be here. Thank thanks you. for taking the time. Um, Michael, uh, Let's take a moment and, and talk about your credentials. Um, most, but not all, know what CFP means. Tell us about this designation and why it's becoming increasingly important to work with professionals that understand the big picture of financial planning who actually have been trained to help people with their financial planning. Right, right. Now, CFP stands for Certified financial planner. It's a designation to people that have passed a, a, an extensive uh, study uh, and passed exams uh, in the areas of financial planning of uh, taxes, estate planning, retirement, insurance, among other, uh, among other areas of study. And um, I feel that that's really important. First off, um, taking this course, I realize if you make change in one area, it affects another area. So if you make a change in your uh, estate documents, it may affect your, your taxes. Also, if you um, say, well, I want to retire before 65, then you have to take into considerations about, uh, well, how will I get insurance, health insurance, until I'm el eligible for, uh, for Medicare. So that was one uh, area that, that was, that's been really helpful for me. So and, and those are some important considerations. Uh, we'll talk maybe a little bit uh, before the program's over about retirement and how that has to be factored into your, your larger uh, financial plan. But uh, you also have the uh, CIMA designation, the CIMA. Uh, tell us about this designation. Right. The, the CIMA, CIMA, stands for Certified Investment Management Analyst, and that deals with portfolio uh, construction. And it, it, uh, you're looking for the most efficient portfolio, uh, meaning you want to get the highest, highest return on your portfolio while, while minimizing risk. And to achieve this, this is, um, you know, you do online study, and there's a, an executive education component. I did mine at, at, uh, at Wharton. And, and you pass three exams uh, to get this designation as well. And I, I feel like the SEMA really complements the CFP because um, it uh, you know, a lot of people have to invest to achieve their goals. So I think uh, after you know going through the planning process, um, again pe you know we define the goals and then uh, people will have to get their money working for them to to achieve their goals and they do that through investing. Now um, CPC Advisors uh, has a relationship with the Raymond James. Um, advisory group and tell us a little bit about that because I, I would imagine that that's a, a very uh, supportive relationship between it, uh, CPC it advisors it, and it Raymond is, James. It is a very supportive relationship. So in addition to planning, we also manage uh, clients' portfolios. So Raymond James serves as our broker-dealer, and with that, we will do our trading through them. They will custody our assets. 
They'll provide client statements. Um, they also help CPC as a firm where they'll do internal audits for us. They'll keep us up to date on, you know, current laws, rules, and regulations, you know, regarding, uh, uh, you know, buying and selling securities. And uh, they're also a really good resource for us when we um, uh, are evaluating uh, investments. So we'll use their research, among others, as well when we're, we're when we're putting together portfolios. Yeah, I would imagine that's really invaluable to have a team um, with the resources that they have uh, that you can draw from. Uh, I also have the impression, uh, and uh, this is not an infomercial. This is a real impression uh, that you have a, a strong team of advisors at CPC Advisors and. Uh, tell us a little bit about about the firm. Yeah, it, uh, it's a very strong team at, at CPC Advisors. Um, it was founded 43 years ago by Mike Hines, who's uh, still still involved with the business. And and I'll you know just get to the uh, you know the bottom line here. Uh, but I, I think our clients feel that they are taken care of with me and everyone else at uh, at CPC Advisors. They know that. Um, you know, if, if for some reason I'm not available I, I, and I'm, I'm with another client, uh, and they call in, they can talk to one of my colleagues and, uh, you know, and, and get their questions answered. So I think that's, uh, I think, and that, that's, I get that feedback a lot from. And, uh, and you had mentioned that um, Michael Hines himself is available, uh, and it's got to be, I guess it's. I would refer to it as a resource. Uh, it's got to be comforting to you to know that you could turn to someone who's a seasoned savvy uh, financial uh, planner and investment advisor, so that uh, you can ask Michael at any given time, um, you know, about anything and 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 get some some useful yeah, absolutely information. Absolutely, you know, in the past, you know, forty three, forty three years, he he's seen a lot. So. Um, he is a really good resource resource for um you know what what could be new to me or you know this is the first time I've seen this he he'll say well oh, we've been in situations like this before and uh you know offer guidance to the, to me and everyone else at the firm so you know, oftentimes there's a, a strong person like a, a Michael Hines between uh, be, behind every successful um, firm, and and I guess that's the role that part of the role that he plays. Um, right. You know, on your website it says that our your strategy is to partner with uh, clients to gain a deep understanding of their goals, to construct customized, well-informed plans and to invest their assets in a manner that will lead to desirable outcomes. Uh, tell us a little bit more about this, uh, this philosophy and right, this strategy. Right, so that, that, that pretty much enco- that encompasses our, our planning process. And, and, and the first step in, in, in planning and to achieving de- desirable outcomes is um, getting a, a, a complete and accurate picture of, uh, of your current situation. You know what, what that means is you know let's let's find out exactly where you are uh, now, uh, and I'll, I'll use the analogy of, of uh, you know of, of the GPS. Like when you're uh, you know, you want to go somewhere, you, you get asked, um, "Well, you need to, where do you want directions from?" And it's usually you know your current location for the GPS, and that's exactly what what we're doing with our clients here, and and getting the complete. Uh, <clears throat> picture of, of where our clients are, the best uh, complete and accurate picture of where our clients are now is, you know, what are your income and expenses, your assets, your liabilities? Do you have 
estate and trust documents. You know, what what does your insurance look like? So, so that that's the first step of of the journey, right there. You know that analogy of uh, of being like a GPS process where you plug in where you are and and where you want to go. Um, I would imagine that um, in many cases clients have a pretty good handle on where they are, but in other cases they they don't really. That once you go through the evaluation, you know, and you're chuckling because it must be true that a lot of people think they know. And 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 some clients must be better off than they thought, and others not so well off right. as they thought. So really, you're 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 refining um, that reality. Uh, it's not a perception; it's a reality of where they are, uh, even before you help them with that in goal. And I I would imagine that it's also true that in some cases clients have a pretty fair idea of where they want to be you know they uh, we were chatting before and I said something about okay you have a second house and you're going to spend more and more time at this other house uh, at the beach or up in the mountains and eventually you're going to liquidate the the house that you're spending most of the time in and you're going to live a certain lifestyle in that other uh, region Uh, but Sometimes people don't have any perception of where That's they right. want to go. That's right. They, they may have a, a general idea of what they want to accomplish, but they may not have the specifics. They may not know the, the where or when, but, but they have a general idea. And I'll get back to the GPS or, or the travel analogy. And um, it's uh, like saying, okay, I know, I know I want to go to Europe. So, and this is the metaphor for, um, for, for retirement, but I don't know exactly when I want to go or which cities I want to visit or which, um, you know, monuments I want to see. But they have a pretty good idea of of what they want to do at some point in their life. And then as as we go through the planning process and as we get to know the clients better, it becomes a little more clear. And, uh, yeah, you mentioned uh, they don't know exactly what cities they want to go to or which monuments they want to see. And, actually, it does come down to some specifics like, well, I know I want to see the Eiffel Tower, right? And I and I, I think I want to see the uh, the ruins, uh, the Roman Forum uh, ruins, um, but I don't know beyond France and Italy uh, whether or not there's any other countries. I don't know how long uh, I I want to be uh, away on this uh, grand trip. But what you're helping them with is determining really not necessarily all the specifics of of travel, to take this metaphor uh, 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 further, but whether or not, given what they're thinking they want to do, whether they're going to be able to do it. And and also, it it might be that, that, that someone decides they want to do it uh, to travel uh, uh, abroad uh, and that it's going to take resources uh, once a year or once every other year so that you're there to help them figure out um, what that future is going to hold in terms of being able to incorporate that into their lifestyle. And in many cases, if we go back to that 
uh, analogy of the home yeah. mm-hmm. or, or the, 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 the scenario where you have a second home, you're going to help them figure out whether or not they really are going to get to have a home at the beach or up in the mountains and sort of uh, the, 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 the quality of their lifestyle in that home as well. That, that's correct. And I, I think that that's also, you know, once you d- define the goals, you know, you say, okay, here's what, here's what you know, based on your current situation, um, here's, here's what you need to do to achieve everything that you want. And also, um, you know, an important part of the process is it, is it needs to be updated. You know, like I get back to the GPS example. It's like I, I'm, here's my starting point. I know I want to get across town to this restaurant by a certain time. And as you're driving, you get alert saying, okay, there's an accident ahead. You need to shift course, you know, turn here, you know, avoid the accident, or it could be just a Alternative a routes, yeah. Exactly. So so it's not a, uh, you know, when, when you do a plan, it's not, you know, done. It, 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 it We update, you know, the plans regularly, annually, and uh, make, make adjustments as necessary. And I think during that process, it becomes clear to the client on what they can do. At time, maybe they say, "Okay, I will work another year," or maybe I'll I'll save a little more now so I can do these things uh, later in life. So, and those are two really big things, Joel. You know, uh, uh, Michael, what you do in terms of how long you work, uh, or whether or not you um, save more now so that you can have more to spend later. Those are very big aspects, I would imagine, of any uh, financial plan. Um, We're going to be taking a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk more about uh, developing that plan, implementing the plan, and monitoring the plan. We're here with Michael McCool of CPC Advisors. We'll be back with Michael right after this break. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at AHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me and i am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not so fun experience moving call timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience around town movers for that local or cross-country move timothy around town movers in my opinion are the best that's around town movers Call them. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Michael McCool of CPC Advisors, an investment and wealth management advisory firm based here in Atlanta. And we've been talking about what goes into evaluating a client's current situation and how to uh, identify goals that a person might have uh, in retirement, uh, when you can retire, and how, you know, what the quality of your lifestyle might be when you retire. Uh, let's talk a little bit about developing that, that plan because there are specifics to that plan and then tell us about the implementation of the plan and, and then we'll go on to talking about monitoring the plan because, right. it's, because as you mentioned, the, the, the plan is almost like a living document. That's right. You know, it has to be adjusted uh, as, you, as you move forward. So how do you develop the plan? So, you know, the developing the plan is, um, so we've identified, uh, you know, got a good handle on their current situation, identified, you know, what they want to accomplish. And I, retirement is, is usually the big, uh, you know, you know the, the big uh, concern for people. It's like they want to make sure they retire. Another way of saying that is I don't want to run out of money in retirement. But also on, the, on that road to retirement, it's also, you know, want to, uh, you know, fund you know, college education, either for kids or, 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 or grandkids, um, you know, and also there's uh, another concern is maybe, you know, want to be philanthropic or, you know, leave leave some something for my uh, heirs. And uh, and also there, there's other considerations. Maybe they have elderly parents that need to be cared for. So on the as you travel to retirement, it's um, all these are other considerations that have to be considered. So um, that's part of the developing the plan because it's not a, a straight line. I, I would imagine, you know, that there are a lot of baby boomers now who delayed having kids uh, and who approaching retirement or maybe in retirement have kids that are in college. That's right. Yeah. I mean, not <laughs> even talking about the grandkids and wanting to do something for the grandkids, but – you know, I would imagine there are a lot of baby boomers who are having that um, to consider, uh, and that's a really significant expense in many cases. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars cumulatively. Right, it, it, right. it, it can be. So that that is, um, you know, from what I see in my experience, a main goal for, for parents is like, okay, I want to live and retire, you know, I want to uh, retire in a lifestyle I'm, I'm comfortable with, uh, but also... Uh, <clears throat> as you mentioned, you know, college can be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, so working that in into the plan is, is very important. And, and there are resources for that. There's, you know, 529 plans, you know, saving outside of uh, retirement programs and also, um, you know, the 529 plans. And, you know, we also look at you can borrow, uh, you know, parents and students can borrow for college as well. So that can be a resource, but maybe you don't want to overdo it. Uh, you know the borrowing to fund college, so it's it, it is a balancing act. So we want to make sure that uh, we the, don't the do pros it. and cons of borrowing alone. I mean that's probably a really valuable service that you provide, uh, advisory services. Just evaluating because I don't think a lot of parents, much like borrowing for anything, think of the long term implications of uh, borrowing for for school. And I'm wondering if uh, you, to, 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 to use a real-world example, if, have you found yourself in a position where um, someone is looking at uh, a combination of private schools and public schools 
and right. the difference in the cost would be hundreds of thousands of dollars right. uh, in aggregate. But also, uh, have you found yourself having to suggest that maybe the student be encouraged to be eligible for something like in the state of Georgia, uh, where there are scholarships available to, to students right. maintaining grades. Uh, have you found yourself in that situation where you're saying you, you might want to encourage your, your, your child to be eligible for a HOPE scholarship? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that happens. I, I think, you know, throughout the, the planning process, um, you know, my, our clients tell us what, what they want to do. I won't tell them, oh, your kid must go to an in-state, you know, public school. I what we do is show them what to expect if you're if you want to fund uh, the college education, for, you know, at a at a private school versus you know in-state public school. And then it's like if they, you know, depending on which road they want to take, what they want to do, I'm going to say here's what what you can expect going forward, and you will need to do these things to make that possible. So. So the, and that that may influence them. You know, ultimately, it's it's the client's decision on how they want to to handle it. Right. If you you have a child that, that is really thinking about a, an Ivy League school, uh, a, or a Duke or a, right. a Stanford, to use some examples of of expensive schools, uh, it's it's really not your role to say no. You can't do that. But rather, uh, you tell me if this is correct. You are saying this is what we need to do if you're going to achieve that. That, that. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You show them, okay, here's, just let them know what to expect uh, with with uh, the path that they take. Or I don't know if you can expect 100, with 100% accuracy, but it's like, okay, here's what, what you will need to do. And so now we're shifting into impl- implementing the plan, and we've been talking about that uh, in general. Uh, and, I, and I suppose that goes hand in hand with with monitoring the plan. You know, you're, 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 if you're you're implementing uh, a, a plan for uh, a savings goal, um, that's probably easy to monitor. But what other aspects uh, are monitored along the way? Yeah, it's uh, well. You meant you know implementing the plan is is. Um, you come across some things that need to be done immediately, like for for most of our clients after the the planning process. And I help them. Every, everybody at CP helps them implement these these must do steps. It may be updating wills, uh, making sure that uh, you, you're contributing the maximum amount to your your retirement plan, or you, you're doing the 529 for college, or or doing something, or make sure you have adequate coverage. And and we will assist our clients doing that. For the there's. Yeah, I think every plan I've done, there's two or three things that the client needs to do to to um, you know to, to get on the road to you know to, to achieve their goals. You mentioned the 529 plan. Is that mm-hmm. something that you might suggest that a person begin to establish? Right, I think uh, sooner rather than later. Yes, very, very much sooner rather than later. Uh, and uh, because the, one of the most important things that, that you have in investing on is time. So if you start, you know, doing a little bit, uh, saving in a 529 when, you know, when your child is first born, you're spreading out the costs of college over, over many, many years. Plus, you know, you have your uh, investments working for you over that time. So you can, uh, you know, there's tax advantages for doing a 529 and then you can get tax-free growth and then qualified distributions are tax-free as well. So I think starting earlier is 
is a, is a key component both for that and for saving for retirement. This is the point at which I obligatorily mentioned that um, I have a brother, Richard, who made at least two really good moves in his life. One was his wife, Aurora, uh, and the other is that he uh, invested four decades uh, while he was at UPS the maximum allowable into their thrift plan, their 401k plan. And so when they had stock splits, he was still continuing to put the maximum amount into that plan. And uh, I think that uh, the yield has far exceeded uh, his uh, expectations. And uh, anyone, any of his friends who might have balked at the fact that he was putting the maximum allowable into the plan uh, realize uh, he did the right thing. Right. It, that, that's right. And I think it's very difficult for people to project 20, 30, 40 years out. And you might think that, oh, I'm doing – this is such a small amount. Uh, it may not make a difference. But you get that compounding over, over you know, decades. It, it, it really uh, makes a big difference. Yeah. Savings alone, even out, uh, whether you are eligible for a 401K plan or you are working – for uh, a, co- a company that uh, you know makes it easy to uh, to save through a four hundred one k plan, uh, just saving and compounded interest uh, is almost uh, magical when it comes to yes. decades mm-hmm. of uh, that compounded interest. So, uh, monitoring the plan how, is this something that you do uh, on a semi-annual basis, quarterly basis, annual basis? Biannual? How uh, um, how do you do that? Typically, it's annually update. But if we need to, uh, you know, if something comes up in the meantime, something happens in in, in a client's life that ne- necessitates a change, uh, you know, before the uh, annual checkup. Yes, we, we'll definitely address that. After the downturn in the market in two thousand and eight, did you find that a lot of your clients needed to talk to you maybe more than once that year? Yes, it, or, or it, the following year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but actually, uh, for for many years <laughs> after that, I think, um, and I, I think the uh, the best thing we'll get into, into investments before. Be, uh, excuse me, investments a little later. But um, I think that you know the the investing part is a is a uh, is part of the plan. And I think at that time uh, during that period, a lot of clients want, felt like they had to do something. Either you know, selling everything. I just I can't stand anymore. I need to get out of the market. But after, um, well, sticking to the plan was the right thing to do, and it was very difficult to do at that time. But now we look back and uh, say, boy, aren't you glad you kept contributing or stayed invested at that time? Because it, it's very difficult, uh, but. Yeah, I, and I would imagine that you had to counsel and advise folks uh, over and over to stay the course and to not to do anything rash, and that you were temporarily like a psychologist, uh, a, a, you know, a, a handholder that yep. was uh, explaining as best you could uh, that uh, making any sudden moves and 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 wholesale changes in their portfolio was not the way to go. That's correct. Right. That, that's correct. I think that you know. I think there might be. Doing something, you know, um, at that in the in the heat of the moment might make you feel better temporarily, but longer term, it, it, it's it, it's not beneficial. So, so you work with clients to uh, affect the the nature of their investments. Tell us a little bit about how you do that 
And how that's related to achieving goals. The goal, well, most people need to have their money work for them to achieve their goals. So, and, and we accomplish that that through investing. And uh, so, after meeting with the clients and say uh, developing the plan, implementing plan, and ongoing monitoring, it's like okay, to achieve your goals, uh, you need to invest. And um, I start out by saying, you know, what, what by explaining what the roles of stocks are in the portfolio and the roles of bonds. And um, and the, the roles of the role the stocks are for uh, are for growth. You know, it, it's like you can you buy stocks to and expect them to be worth more in the future than they are today. Uh, bonds are the think of those as the, as the safety of the portfolio. You won't make a you know they, these are investment grade bonds. You don't expect to make a lot of money owning bonds, but at the same time you shouldn't ex- expect to lose a lot of money owning bonds. Joe um, Michael McCool. Uh, with CPC uh, Advisors, uh, we've been talking about uh, investing, uh, and we're going to continue talking about investing to achieve goals. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host, and we are here with Michael McCool of CPC Advisors, and we've been talking about what goes into creating a good financial management plan. Uh, some of the elements uh, that go into creating that plan and implementing that plan and monitoring that plan. And now we've transitioned to talking about investing and how uh, a client can invest to achieve goals. And before the break, we were talking about stocks and bonds and um <coughs> You know, I've always had the impression that that having stocks and bonds in your portfolio were part of a uh, the stability mechanism, if you will. Is there is there some any measure of truth to that? Right. Michael? Yeah, that's right. So you know, stocks are in the the portfolio. They they provide growth. So you can expect them to be worth more in the future than they are today. You know, especially when you look twenty years out. But the road could be pretty rocky. There'll be a lot of up and ups and downs in that uh, in those extended periods of times, and that's where it can be, you know, very emotional. Where you know you, you mentioned two thousand eight earlier, it's like I don't want to own stocks. You know, they keep going down. 
So um, to temper that that volatility of those major up and ups and downs is is you can introduce bonds into a portfolio, and the, I'm talking about high quality bonds now. And you think of them as um, they, they provide ballast, stability, or, or even the insurance of the portfolio. And, and, and the benefit of them is that, you know, you, you won't lose a lot. You know, I, I think in the past 50 years, a bad year for bonds has been down 2%. You know, uh, a good year for bonds is you may make 6%. So that, that's the range you're talking about where with stocks, it could be, you know, from year to year up 30% or down 30%, you know, the, the really big swings. So combining the, the stocks and bonds in the portfolio can, you know, really dampen the, the volatility of the portfolio. And, and that's really important because when you're, when you're investing to achieve goals, um, one, you, you have to have the right amount. Uh, well, you, you want to stay invested. So if you can't handle the – or if you, you're not comfortable with uh, – uh, having an all-stock portfolio, um, introducing bonds can dampen the, those, uh, the volatility, the big upswings and downswings. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, 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 there's yep, something yep. That's, that, that just popped into my head is that I, I, I'll bet that relative to, to certain dimensions of their por- portfolio that a lot of people, um, you have the stocks you have bonds uh you have uh, 401k plans right. you have your home your personal property do you encounter a lot of folks who believe that that's where because it's so tangible they want to have a lot of their assets in their home you know it, it's um it's it's a wide range i, I think uh, some i th- some people want to have their their home paid off you know quickly so they're saying so they would uh Put you know extra income to that, or it's like by the time I re- retire, I don't want to have a uh, you know have any house payment. So so that's a goal for them as well. The one you know the one thing about a home is it may not be very very liquid. You may may be worth a lot, but you know tapping the the you know the equity in a home can be. Um, uh, it, you know, depending on what interest rates are, it could be expensive or just going through the process. And then, you know, if your goal is to have not to have a house payment, uh, you know, later in life, you know, you're, you know, to tap that liquidity, you're you're getting a, uh, you know, house payment. Again. And what what are some of the things that you have to consider uh, that that would make liquidity more beneficial than than having your money wrapped up? Uh, in an asset that is less liquid, right? They, I think, the liquidity part are having you know uh, cash or you know safe investments that you can tap any time allow you to handle emergencies um, much much better. You won't have to, you won't be forced to sell stocks at an inopportune time. You know, you, it, it, having the liquidity enables you to uh, better stick with the plan. So, so that's a very uh, uh, a very good component or a very big component of the overall plan. You know, I mentioned stocks and bonds earlier, but having uh, a cash reserve, you know, three months, six months, it, you know, varies for different people. You know, three to six months, maybe more of living expenses on hand for for those emergencies. And 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 tell us about some of what those emergencies can be, because I know that a lot of people think they have some sort of an ironclad healthcare plan, for example, but not really. Right, right. Uh, that would be one of them, right? That's correct. So it could be a major um, health uh, issue where you a lot of out-of-pocket expenses. Um, it could be something, you know, uh, car accident, you know, uh, 
home repairs, you know, not not just regular maintenance, but something breaks in the uh, at your home, and th- these could be, you know, they, these can add up. They could be, you know, consequential. You, here, speaking of real world examples, and it's it's really pretty sad and unfortunate for folks who are living in hurricane and flood prone areas. Right. But for them, I would imagine, and I don't know if you have clients that have uh, um, homes or second homes in in uh, uh, the Carolinas or, or uh, on the Gulf Coast or or other parts of the country, but the possibility for a devastating uh, a catastrophic event like a hurricane right. that, that wipes out your home. Um, not only are there people who don't really have uh, uh, flood insurance at all, but some people's uh, homeowners insurance are not going to uh, adequately cover 100% restoration and rebuilding. So there would be an example of something. So you factor that in as well? Yes, absolutely. And I think that, that comes back into the uh you know, uh, in early in the planning process, when we talk about what kind of insurance you own, you know, are you are you covered? You know, what would happen if it was, uh, you know, a total loss? And uh, you know, one thing that uh, you know, for a lot of homes in, in coastal areas, is you know, for insurance, it used to be you have a, a flat uh, dollar amount deductible. And one thing we've seen over the years is a lot of coastal homes have a a percentage of the overall value deductible. So instead of having, you know, you could have the old policies may have had a few thousand dollars or some uh, limit deductible. It's a it's a percentage of the uh, of the rebuilding cost. So if you have a five hundred thousand dollar, you know, it's, it's cost five hundred thousand dollars to rebuild your home. It may be well, the deductible could be a percentage of that. So we've we've touched on uh, having a uh, balanced portfolio, but but. What do you uh, personally consider to be the benefits of of diversification in a in a balanced portfolio? Right. So, so the, when you mention a balanced portfolio, it's really the the ratio of stocks and bonds in, in the portfolio. And first thing that you know we look at is like okay, dampen the volatility so that that you stay you stay invested. And secondly, it's um, yeah, you, know, you have to be aggressive enough to achieve your goals. You know, you know, uh, but also, you don't want to be too aggressive and put a, uh, risk some uh, money unnecessarily. So we look for, okay, how uh, how aggressive do I need to be to to achieve those goals? And sometimes it's like, wow, you know, you don't need to be that aggressive to do what you want to do later in life, or to, to fund you know college education and all these other other things that you want to do. Have you um, found yourself with, like, overly exuberant uh, clients who want to be very, very aggressive? Um, uh, we won't use any other terms to yeah. characterize them, but they want to – they see right. someone, they know someone who made a killing some way and who want to take on a, a very risky investment, and you find yourself having to caution – those folks. That's right. Uh, there's some people that want to be, um, you know, some investment somewhere. They know somebody that's like, boy, they made a lot of money owning owning it, and they and, th- and that's all they see was a, a lot of money being made. Uh, I think what you don't hear about is there there could be similar investments uh, where you know the downside is where you you lose you you can lose a lot as well. So I think that's one of our roles is like, okay, if if a client uh, 
presents uh, something to me, an investment to me, and say, I'd like to do this. And a lot of times they'll just see the upside. I think it's, it's my duty to say, okay, here's what can happen on the downside as well. And and that can be with, with stocks as well. You know, it can be, um, you know, I want to be all stocks all the time until they – until they fall. Right. And and so does this fall into the category of uh, cautioning people against w- trying to get rich quick and maybe getting rich slow and smart? Right, right. I think that, you know, su- uh, you know in, successful investing is a process and, and it can take time. And I think, you know, what, what we're touching on is, you know, there's a difference between investing and speculating. Um, and, you know, j- just realize there, there's a difference between the two. And don't take all your money to speculate. You have a, you know, uh, a clear investment process and investment plan. What about rebalancing a, a portfolio? Uh, do you find you've taken on clients who already have a pretty sophisticated and, and maybe very diverse but not particularly well-balanced portfolio, and so you're going to ha- work with them to gravitate toward a more balanced portfolio? Correct. How long might that take? Right. So so the rebalancing is, uh, okay, we've established a, a portfolio, the right ratio of stock to bonds, or sometimes known as the, the asset allocation that's suitable for you. And uh, over the past few years, let, let's say your portfolio is 70% stocks and 30% bonds. That's the right portfolio for you. And uh, over the past few years, you're, you're, uh, w- with the stock market doing so well, you know, it could be 80% or more. So the rebalancing is getting back to the correct allocation. And really what, what's that forcing us to do is selling high and buying low. So we've, we've sold, uh, you know, rebalancing the portfolios lately is selling stocks and buying bonds. So we've uh, got the portfolio back into balance so it has the right uh, risk characteristics, the right risk-reward characteristics uh, that we needed. Otherwise, the portfolio just becomes too risky, too volatile. You don't rebalance. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, diversification and about right. the portfolio, but we're going to be taking a break, and when we come back, I'm going to have you talk a little bit about uh, tax efficiency. Right. Uh, it's okay. a major aspect of mm-hmm. uh, uh, anyone's uh, uh, financial plan. <clears throat> we're here with Michael McCool of CPC Advisors, and we've been talking about smart uh, financial management. Uh, you know, and I dare say, uh, with the use of a good financial planner, uh, it could be relatively painless and uh, very beneficial. Uh, that might sound tongue in cheek, but it's uh, very true. We'll be back in a moment uh, to talk with Michael McCool more about smart investing right after this break. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, 
Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Michael McCool of CPC Advisors, and we've been talking about basic principles of smart financial management and smart investing, uh, good principles of portfolio diversification and, and balance. And uh, before the break, uh, Michael was talking about uh, rebalancing a portfolio. One one important consideration in all of this is is our taxes. So right. tell us a little bit about tax efficiency. Yeah, the tax efficiency, it, just like it sounds, you, you take taxes into consideration. So a lot of times, it's not what you what you make; it, it's what you keep. So when we work with clients on tax efficiency, we consider, well, instead of regular corporate bonds, you know, high-grade corporate bonds, maybe uh, municipal bonds may be right for them. Um, and that is, you know, municipal bonds generate income that is federal income tax-free. Uh, something else we do um, every year is we look at a client's portfolio and, you know, harvest gains and losses opportunistically, see if we can offset those um, to, to minimize taxes as well. And we also talk to clients, okay, do you have losses anywhere else that, that can be uh, applied to the portfolio? Or do you have gains anywhere else that, that need to be considered for, uh, you know, buy, harvesting gains and losses? So th- those, are, those are the two big components. And then in retirement, tax efficiency is like, well, do I take more money out of my uh, – Retirement plan and pay income taxes on that, or should I take income out of my, uh, you know, regular individual investment portfolio? So balancing those uh, uh, in in retirement is is a big component as well to uh, you know uh, tax efficiency and minimizing uh, taxes. Are you finding, Michael, that you have more and more clients that that want to uh, be socially conscious or at least? Uh, have some of their investments uh, reflect, uh, for example, an interest in the environment uh, or some other aspect that they want to be related uh, to their portfolio? And how do you deal with that? Yes, uh, especially uh, the the past couple of years. um, uh, People are becoming... uh, Well, I think the question is it's not just as much uh, the saying, oh, here's what my portfolio is returning, here's what my portfolio is doing. Uh, that's a big uh, 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 <clears throat> something that, that they're looking for. And uh, the term you may have heard lately or a lot of people have heard lately is ESG investing. So it stands for environmental, social, and governance or corporate governance I- investing. So in addition to fundamental financial analysis on the company, you evaluate companies on these metrics as well. You know, is the company, are they, you know, as far as environmental, you know, the E part of the ESG investing is, are they reducing their carbon footprint? Are they becoming more, you know, friendly uh, to to the environment? Um, You know, social, are they good corporate citizens? Um, You know, are they uh, 
you know, do they protect customer uh, data? Um, you know, I, I had mentioned uh, environment as an example, and and I, you know, I I have to, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, it's one of those areas that is meaningful to me, and I'm glad that more people on both sides of the aisle right. are are concerned about environment. You might have slightly <coughs> different views about. Uh, uh, Climate change, or, right. or or some aspect of uh, the environment, uh, renewable energy, for example. Right. But using that as an example, have you had clients that say, "Hey, uh, Michael, what about uh, solar energy or other renewable uh, fuels? Could you uh, do some uh, research and advise me uh, on how I can include that in my portfolio?" Right. So, so we look at that. I'm, I'm Step back just a second, elaborate a little more about um, you know you know the ESG. <clears throat> but um, you know, first off, you know it, it's available, and it gets back to you know we don't direct clients to do one or the other; it, it, it's their decision. And um, so, and, and clients are are asking us about you know like, like the environment. We we would evaluate. Um, um, <clears throat> Certain areas for them, you know, if they were environmentally conscious. But just being an environmentally conscious company or, or a renewable energy company may not doesn't qualify you for an ESG portfolio. You know, because we also look at corporate government. Uh, excuse me, corporate governance. And if they're, you know, if they have a hostile work environment, you know, that may not be, um, you know, that wouldn't include the company in the portfolio, or, or, or they'd be. Um, uh, you know, dinged for that, and um, and also want to point out, you know, this is um, people are investing for a gain in this. This is not their philanthropy bucket. You know, this is like no, we need to. In- they want to invest in this way to achieve their goals. So, um, and, and and that's what they expect. You know, investing this way as well. And and, and to really to be supportive of a uh, a technology like alternative fuels or right. you know renewable uh, energy. Um, you know, I I I feel compelled uh, in situations like this where we're talking about uh, financial planning to to offer this uh, this general disclaimer. But uh, you know, it, it's not you saying this; it's really me saying this. But I I want to remind listeners that you know, past performance is is never a guarantee of future results. That investing in equities involves risk. You know that 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 the value of one's shares can fluctuate. That they you can even lose your your principal, uh, which we have seen, you know, through the years, and that special risks are inherent to investing, particularly international investing, and and those related to currency and general market fluctuations, as well as foreign and uh, political and economic events. So that you know, there are no guarantees, and in fact, this would be. Uh, a reason for working with a professional like you uh, to, in essence, hedge your bets uh, to uh, to cover yourself uh, against those market fluctuations because you know the it's a it's becoming more and more of a global marketplace right. and and it's inescapable and you want to uh, have uh, a degree of stability and that's all the more reason. Uh, to to get advice from right. you, uh, Michael, you you happen to have a background that I think uh, is, is suited um, for uh, financial management. You're not just 
a, a certified financial planner that has been a planner forever. You've actually done some real world uh, corporate things, and uh, and and even before right. that, tell me uh, what your major was. I have a, uh, a degree in economics, and from, and from and that's from Columbia, Columbia that University. Yes. So a good school, and I Thank think you. that economics is a great uh, foundation uh, for understanding the larger world of, of finance, if you will. It is. It, it is a great uh, foundation for for, uh, for for what I do today, but I, it wasn't a, a direct path. I worked for, I was in the consumer products industry for, you know, uh, you know 15 years or 17 years before transitioning uh, in, into into this line of work. And, uh, but throughout um, that whole time, I was, I was always interested, or it always, I found it very interesting how some people were able to invest and and be successful, either creating wealth or holding on to wealth, and others seemed to struggle with it, no matter how hard they they tried. And uh, and it, so I, th- th- that intrigued me. And now um, I think that uh, uh, you know you know what I've learned. It's probably well now the term is behavioral economics. You know, people uh, do things that. Um, that are not beneficial to them in the long run. I think, you know, comparing that to classical economics, it's like people always make the best decisions for themselves. They will make decisions that benefit them the most, but, you know, um, that that's not always the case. So now there's the behavioral economics. You know, uh, I went to school in Claremont. A lot of listeners know if they've heard me make reference to this in the past, uh, and I was in a, uh, a social clinical uh, psychology pro- program, and I, I, I remember when I took my economics classes <clears throat> that I saw economics sort of as social psychology, that it, there was behavioral elements right. related to either the collective behavior uh, uh, of a a, a, uh, a group of people, but also individually uh, that it was Behavior that that led to more risky investment or right. less risky investment, and so I've I've oftentimes thought of uh, financial planners as psychologists of sorts, you know, a behaviorist that to help people curb those uh, those risky behaviors. Right, right. The, take take some of the emotion out of it, and actually, it's not. Um, you know, we're not saying. Uh, you know, just just be aware of the, those human behaviors. We're not saying uh, don't don't ignore them and say, oh, I got I have to work against them. Just just be aware of them. And you know, some of the I'll give you an example. You know, when four one case first came out, it was always an opt in, like oh, I have to sign up, or oh, I have to uh, determine how much salary I wanted to defer, or how much I want to put in the plan, what investments do I have, uh, or what investments do I make in the plan. And now a lot of companies are having an opt-out strategy. So if you come to work at, at my company, you will um, – X percentage of your salary will go into the 401K plan. It will be in this investment. And every year, you know, the uh, your contribution as percentage of your salary may go up. So that is a, a one way that uh, corporations have um, – dealt with this behavioral economic issue of like you know getting people to implement a plan they you know they know signing up for a 401k is good for them but maybe the the inertia is not uh you know of uh of not doing it is, is too great for them to to overcome and, and again you're not saying that you're telling your your clients necessarily what they have to be doing but rather 
what are some of the avenues to get to the goals that right. you've hel- helped them clarify? Uh, because in in many cases, there's more than one way to achieve those goals, but you're helping them um, get to that goal um, by refining uh, where they want to go, understanding right. where they are, and then implementing a plan for getting there uh, that you monitor along the way. Michael, is there any advice that you would offer to a, a student or a, a young professional that's thinking about a career in financial uh, planning? Yeah. I Well, the first thing is I, to all, everybody starting out on, on a career is I, I know if it, it, it's very difficult to project 30, 40 years out, and this gets back to the, the behavioral economics as well. But uh, start start saving and investing early. Um, it, it's uh, And get time working for you. So I, I think um, – I think uh, you know for for all all people starting in the workforce that uh, th- they should do that. And then, if you're interested in in this field, um, you know, find somebody that that has been around and and ask them questions. You know, someone like myself or somebody you know that's in the the, the business already and in, in the field already, and, and and get a deeper understanding of what it entails and see if, if you would like to uh, you know pursue this profession. Well, I. I if there are any young students or young professionals out there who want to learn more and they, they want to get in touch with you, I'm, I'm sure they're going to know how to Google CPC <laughs> advisors, yep. uh, you know, but I will say that you can go to www.cpcadvisors.com if you have any interest in, in, in working with um, Michael McCool and uh, the folks at CPC Advisors uh, because, as we said at the onset of the program, um, good financial management is so important to so many people. Uh, and uh, aside from folks that uh, blindly want to get rich quick, um, a good financial management uh, firm can help you um, achieve goals, uh, including wealth uh, and smart ways of getting to uh, that goal. Um You've been listening to the Business Hour. We've been with Michael McCool. I want to thank you, uh, Michael, for taking the time to be on the program. It's great to be here. Thank you. Um, We're on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. here at America's Web Radio. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on the radio and the Internet next week. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.